Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey Rose, want to grab a drink? The happiest hour of the week starts now. Sit back, relax, and enjoy because Because the the drinks drinks are on us. us. (laughs) Welcome back to Drinks on Us. I'm Riley. And I'm Rose. We're so happy you joined us for happy hour this week. And welcome back to yet another episode of Drinks on Us. We're so excited. Tonight, we're going to talk about something that we feel just through our following and what we've heard so far on Drinks on Us response is a lot of people are wanting to know how we navigated life after college, being adults for the first time, and we're still figuring it out. So we can relate to this subject so much. So I feel like we have so much that we can spill and give you guys some of our tips and tricks. And I can't wait to get into it. Um, But before we get into it, we're going to do our usual fun little segments. So up first, Rye, what is in your cup? Tonight, I am drinking kombucha in a wine glass. Is there any better way to drink kombucha? (laughs) No, I, I love that you put it in a wine glass because I feel like I need to love kombucha. Like, can you give it the respect? Do you not love it? I don't think I do. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, what don't you like about it? I guess I've never given it the chance to be romanticized. I feel Mm -hmm. like it's, it's more when I'm having a juice or I'm super healthy. I feel like I need to enjoy it more how you are like at the end of a day when you don't want to drink, but you want something. Maybe I'm not getting the right brand. I don't know. Give me a little. Yeah. So you're not doing it right. I feel like (laughs) I love a glass of kombucha, like when I'm in the mood for a drink, but like, I don't want alcohol. It's like you pour it in the wine glass and it just makes it so much better. This one is called strawberry serenity. And Mm. it's that like main brand that you probably see everywhere. Like every grocery store has it. I think this one's the best one. It really does the trick. So try it in a wine glass next time. Is it the Cavita brand? No, it's not Cavita. What's the other one that... Synergy? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's the Synergy Strawberry Serenity. It's my favorite and I love it. Yeah. I don't like drinking it out of that glass bottle. It's like not fun. Yeah. I think maybe that's my dilemma. It honestly looks like you're having a glass of wine. If you're watching the video, I feel like if Riley didn't explain, we'd all think she has a nice glass of red. So I love that. Before I share what I'm drinking, it makes me think about, um, I just saw Danny Austin the other day posted on her story. Did you ever, did you follow her after? Yeah. Um, okay. So 
I I think it's called Moon or Moom or something. It's this powder, a bunch of different flavors, and I'll make sure to like post it on our Instagram so I don't butcher the name because I could very well be doing that. But apparently there's like peanut butter, peanut butter and jelly. You can like put it in hot water. It's almost kind of like a tea or hot coffee vibe. And apparently she said it made her feel like she just had an entire glass of red wine. Like she was so zen because she couldn't calm down for the day. Oh, interesting. She was like, I literally feel buzz and I'm like so ready to go to sleep. And I was like, I feel like I would like that sometimes because sometimes I just want that like switch to turn off because I feel like sometimes... I have work calls and, you know, sometimes we podcast in the night that it's hard to like turn the switch off. Yeah. So maybe that'd be something we could try one time on the episode together. Yeah. I did (laughs) not see. Yeah. We'll be falling asleep on the podcast. (laughs) I actually didn't see that story, but, um, you should definitely post it so I can take a look. That's really interesting. What are you drinking tonight? So tonight I just have a little concoction. I feel like I make a lot of times. Um, I feel like my drinks are always in the orange hue. It kind of Um, looks like an Aperol spritz. I know. Look at us. We could be fooling you guys, but we're being honest. We're having mocktails instead of cocktails. Um, (laughs) I have a raspberry rose poppy and then I added a um, raspberry fizz into it. Being being frisky, having a caffeine this late at night. Yeah, you really are. Are you okay? <laughs> yes, I I know people like go back and forth on this, but I literally could chug, I think like three shots of espresso and fall asleep after if I had to. Really? Yeah, like I don't have a limit. I mean, sometimes if my mind's racing and I have like a lot going on in my life, maybe I'll have a harder time falling asleep. But for the most part, like I can have caffeine seven, eight, nine PM and be fine. Isn't that crazy? Oh my gosh. That is kind of crazy. I feel like four o'clock is my cutoff. If I have caffeine after that, I'm like up all night. And then I'm so annoyed that I drank caffeine so late in the day. So you're lucky. Don't take it for granted. (laughs) I know because everyone says the same thing as you. And I'm like, Oh, I'm good. Like you want to get a late night latte? What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I cannot believe it's already September. First of all, where, where did summer go? It was a blink of an eye. I'm so sad. I'm yeah. You know, my feelings. (laughs) You're not sad. You're not sad. (laughs) Did you do a vision board for the month? You always do your vision boards. Yes. So, um, I was a little late to the game. I just had a busy start to the month, but I love vision boards. You guys, if you haven't been following along, I started this. I've always been a vision board girl, but to start 2023, I decided to do monthly vision boards. Um, so it's not too late. We're still super early into the month. So if you are looking for a way to kind of just hone in on your goals, do you do them? Rye ever like, no, what is your I want to be, boards? I really want to be a vision board girly, but I just never do it. Like how long does it take you? Yours are very elaborate and like so aesthetic. Oh, thanks. You know, I love like getting into that creative realm. So I kind of find it as kind of like therapeutic in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my brain works so well when I can just like get clear on anything in my life. Like I, it works so well for my brain. So what I kind of do um, is if you guys don't have Canva. I feel like Canva and Pinterest are like my main go-tos or if I just see something on Instagram or social media, that's like inspiring and on realm with like some of my goals, I'll save it. And what I do is obviously I feel like people are familiar with vision boards for like the entire year, but I feel like sometimes that's overwhelming and daunting and you get so used to looking at it that you kind of forget 
what you want to focus on for that month. So for example, a couple months ago when, or I guess last month, the podcast <laughs> launched, I feel like we've been doing this for so long now. Um, but you know, for example, I was putting things that had to do with the podcast or when we were doing our content shoot and goals and things in the business realm, but also that I want to focus on in my personal life. So, um, like when summer was, when it was starting to get warm here again, I put pickleball because Ryan and I love playing pickleball, like little things like that. It can be super minute or you want to cook more. So you add like a cute kitchen aesthetic. And what I do is I just save all these photos and then I go to, um, Canva add them all. It's super user-friendly. Um, and I add them all kind of like add different quotes along with it that kind of inspire me at that time. And I just save it as my wallpaper and I love it. I feel like, I think it just helps me have like that fresh start feeling every month that I know you and I both love. You should try it. I love, I, I think you've inspired me to try it. I love the idea that you came up with that. It's like something new every month. It's not the same exact vision board that you're staring at all year. And do you feel like it really helps you to reach those goals every month? Yes. So I now having done it, what now nine months in a row, I think I started it around my birthday last year. So I've almost been doing it every year. And the reason being is, like I said, I love seeing the whole year at a glance, but there's little things that you can focus on every month that aren't like huge, massive business goals or work goals or health and fitness goals. But maybe that month in particular, you want to focus on something super little in particular, or like make sure you go on a date night every single week that month. Um, I don't know. It, it changes, but I think it does because it's your background. So you're seeing it all the time and yeah. it's not so far-fetched that it's unrealistic. Like you don't want to do too many things that you're making it unrealistic for yourself, but even just color palettes you're inspired by or quotes you keep resonating with. Um, so yeah, I'm going to challenge you, right? to do it. And then I'm okay. going to, you're going to have to post it on uh, <laughs> oh social media <laughs> for accountability. <laughs> I have a couple uh, friends that will be like, I loved your vision board. I feel like it connects with mine, but can you change a couple photos and I'll just go in and tweak it. So uh -huh. I can help you too. You know, I love Okay the aesthetic realm. So I'd be happy to help. But yeah, if you guys are looking for a fun way to get inspired, I know the color, color palettes are changing and Riley's very happy about that because it's all fall. I feel like everyone loves the fall color palette and fashion. Like I'll mm -hmm. add like a cute fashion that I want to like something you're inspired by that season. So it's just fun. And it's something that can, you know, just maybe take you out of a rut or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I, I did mine for this month, but it's not too late you guys to do one. So I encourage you to do it. What's on your vision board for September? Okay. So I have some obviously fall inspired things and definitely inspired by our last, well, uh, a couple episodes ago, I'm losing track, obviously at this point, you guys, but about <laughs> just like organizing and decluttering. So yeah. I definitely want to do that, kind of set the tone for fall. And then a lot of it had to do with love and, um, memories and stuff like that, because literally tomorrow, Ryan and I leave for our one year wedding anniversary trip. How insane is that? That gives me chills that it's already <laughs> been one year, like I, fastest year ever so fast. And I feel like life has been so crazy for the both of us and our work schedules are so different that I'm just, you know, I have some cute, like beachy inspired, um, photos of couples that just kind of to focus on love this month. It's also Ryan's birthday month. So I feel like it's a big 
couple month for us. I just cannot, I, I literally have no words that I'm packing for my one year trip. I feel like I was just packing for our wedding. It's, it's oh crazy. My gosh. Huge month for the McMahons. <laughs> so I already know where you're going for your trip, but tell me again. <laughs> okay. Yes. Riley obviously already knows, but we are going to, I feel like there's five different names people call it, but 30A Rosemary beach. Um, it's just like a very cute, dainty little beach town. And I've wanted to go so for so long. I feel like everyone talks about it and we just wanted something low key. Um, we didn't want it to be like overly busy and booked and it's so cute. Like we're staying at an Airbnb and they give us bikes and I know you always have bikes on your beach trip. So it's just going to be cute and quaint. And I feel like just a time for him and I to just like unwind or unplug unwind, just kind of like reflect on the last year. That is going to be the most amazing trip. I'm so jealous. I've always wanted to go to 30A because I feel like everyone posts about just, it's a quaint little beach town and it's the perfect place, like you said, to unplug. So you guys are going to have the best time celebrating your one year. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I'll be sure next time we podcast after I get back, sorry, um, to tell you guys all about it. But right, we should go on a girl's trip. That'd be so fun. Oh. And we could take all the aesthetic photos. If I love it, we should, we should do that. I'm so down. If you guys have been to 30A, please send us your recommendations. Send them yes. to Rose too. Yes, um, please. Yeah. I feel like I've, that is a town that people have been to and can really recommend all the best stuff. Yes. So I've been all over the 38 TikTok trying to get inspired. There's so many places. I'm honestly just fingers crossed for the weather because you never know about this time of year in Florida. So prayers that we have some good weather, even an afternoon shower. That's sometimes fun and like a nice little break to get you off of the beach. But if you guys don't know, Riley has her two-year wedding anniversary coming up next month, which is crazy. So we're close anniversary buddies. Um, what are, do you guys know what you're going to do for your two year? We don't have any plans yet. So last year for our one year anniversary, we actually went back to our venue, um, because it's like a resort you can stay and we stayed over and it was amazing. It just brought back so many memories of being there. Like just being on the property, Mm -hmm. I was like transported back to our day. So I wouldn't mind going back there and doing it again because it's not that far away from our house and like a little staycation it's like easy um and it's so so special so I feel like I should get on that and plan it um yes I just I can't believe it's like approaching so fast I the fact that you almost have been married two years and me coming up on one like I'm just so confused I feel like we were just in our bridal era it's so crazy um but I love that you go back or are gonna maybe go back again because we contemplated going back to our, where like everyone stayed. Yeah. But we're going to have to do that sometime. Cause I feel like I want to go back. I want to feel like I can go back to that day, however I can. So that just inspired me and I want to do that maybe next year. Yay. You should. So some people say when they get, when you've been dating someone for so long and you live together, some people say when you get married, it doesn't feel different. Do you think it feels different? Yes. I know we've talked about this off podcasting, but Riley and I, I remember Riley and Cade came and visited Louisville slash us right after you guys got back from your honeymoon, kind of not like right away, but basically. And I was asking Riley all the things I'm like, you've been on your wedding. Like you had your wedding, you did your honeymoon. Like how does it feel? And I feel like 
how you described it was perfectly said because it's exactly how I felt. Do you kind of remember what you said? If so, no. I want you to share it. Oh. Can you tell me? <laughs> you were just saying like, there's something so powerful about committing your love to each other in front of your closest family and friends that it's like this new sort of commitment. And I don't know how you said it. You worded it so well, but it's, you were just saying you both like have this duty, like Kate wants to be the best husband to you and you want to be the best wife to him. And you're truly one now. Yeah. And you just have that different, like you just show up a little bit different in your everyday yeah. life. I don't know. I, Try and remember how no, you said it. The, yeah, I'm sure along <laughs> those lines um, is exactly what I said, but I truly feel like it is so different. Just something about being married and just, yeah, I don't know. It is, it's crazy to me when people say it doesn't feel any different. I'm like, really? I think it does. <laughs> I do too. And I think a lot of it, I mean, every situation, every relationship's different. Riley and I both lived with our significant others before. So I know a lot of people say that can be like what makes it not different. But I think a lot of it is the work and like what you're doing leading up from like being engaged to married, like what you want Mm -hmm. your marriage to be and what you want to change and what you want to work on and not just focus on the wedding. And I feel like you and I both focused with Kate and Ryan on just like, what do we want to be as a couple when we're married? Like, what can we work on? What do we want our vows? Like, what did we want Chandler and Chris to talk about? Yeah. That's the most important thing to us. And I feel like a lot of times relationships it's and like it changing and all that is just like a choice between you two. And I feel like we both had that same vision of like, not just getting married and nothing changing, but like putting in the effort to make it different. Yeah. You're right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. That got so deep. (laughs) We did not mean to get, get deep there. Um, we'll dive into like that whole like marriage and relationships at, at a different date, but wow. Good for us. Good for us. Okay. So you're going on your one year trip. What else is new with you? Anything? No, I mean, I'm just, just kind of trying to get into a good routine. Like once we get back, I feel like we can breathe from travel after all the summer things. And then we'll do something low key here for Ryan's birthday and just kind of maybe fully embrace fall based on like the vibes and weather. Yeah. (laughs) What about you? Nothing new over here. We're just in our daily routines. Tonight is hair wash night and I'm like dreading it so much. Why is it the worst? It is honestly the worst. I'm right there with you. I have to wash my hair too. That's why I have this little braid. We're on the same schedule. I love that for us. Do you do once a week or how many times? It kind of just depends on what I have going on. I can go maybe like four to five days between washes. Is that like really gross or is that normal? I'm like five to five to six, Um, maybe seven if I'm going crazy. I feel like on the last, (laughs) on the last (laughs) day, it's like you slick back and it's like, you can get one more day out of it. Seriously, once you slick back, there's no going back until shower. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just really dreading that. I don't know why. Well, I have to say your Amika is doing a great job because your hair does not look like it needs wash. So if, oh shout gosh, out to Amika. Really? Yeah. Shout Love out to Amika. Amika. Wait. Okay. Speaking of Amika, I um, ordered the dry shampoo online and whenever it shipped to me, I got a free sample of another <gasps> Amika product. What was I it? I haven't tried it yet. I'm going to try it tonight. It's a hair, it's a hydrating hair mask that you use it in the shower, leave it in for like five to 10 minutes, and then you rinse it out. And so I'm really excited to try it because my hair, I'm obviously not a natural blonde. I dye my hair and it's so dry from like the bleach. And so I 
need to do some kind of hair mask, leave-in conditioner every single time I wash my hair to keep that moisture. I was using the Way one and I really, really liked okay. it. Um, but I'm going to try this Miku one tonight. Hair okay. Tonight. I love that. I mean, I'm sorry that you have to do that. I honestly might push mine till tomorrow. I just am dreading it. I'm jealous. Because I feel like I cannot go to bed with it wet and you've mastered mm-hmm. that. Or did you change? I I sometimes go to bed with it wet, which I know is not good if you have extensions, but I think tonight I'll probably dry it because okay. I'll have time. Yeah. Um, I'm really curious to hear about the mask because I've been wanting since I don't wash my hair all the time, I'm the same way as you. Like it's usually happens when it's the everything shower. Like I'm going to do every, I'm going to exfoliate, shave, all that kind of stuff. And I love doing a hair mask and I haven't had, well, I haven't found one that I've loved. I've been trying. Um, oh my gosh, I'm going to butcher the name like Brial, Br- Brioche. I think it's never brioche. Heard. How do you spell it? it? It's like B-R-I-O. Oh my gosh. I don't even know exactly how to spell it. Brioche or Brioche. I've oh my never God. heard of that. Wait, really? You've definitely seen it. It's like white and it's just like gray and purple dots. <laughs> I'm tanking, guys. I'm tanking. Um, a lot of people use it. I like Mariana Hewitt that we love. Yeah. She swears I, by it. Okay. So, I have never heard of it. Okay. Well, I'm, I think it's Brioche or something. I'm definitely tanking. Sorry if you're watching the video. I'm like adjusting my... Um, headphones because they were bothering me. These things aren't that comfortable. <laughs> I know they kind of uh, hurt. <laughs> um, but she raves about this, whatever the heck the brand is, to be determined once I can get my phone. Um, and I got a little sample. You know how Sephora you can get the yes. little, and I use my points, and I don't like it. Oh shoot! I thought. <laughs> All, all of this, like, yeah, all of this to say I don't like it. Really big build up to say I don't like it. So maybe it's not even worth figuring out the brand. So, anyways, okay. Well, I will try this Amika one tonight, and I'll let you know. Um, I just I always need to add moisture to my hair because it's so dry. So I always need one of those masks. So yes. keep you updated. Okay, but please do. Anything in your cart? What do you well, buying? on the Amika trend, I am just about out. I think we already talked about this, but I'm just about out of um, my texture spray. And I, like I said, I'm Orbe texture and dry shampoo. So maybe I'll wait until you tell me if you love this mask. Hopefully after one, one shower, you can tell me if you love it or not. Um, so I think I'm going to grab that. Um, but on like the self-care shower trend, I know a couple episodes ago, I was talking about how I'm struggling trying to like get into a good new morning routine and you will be so proud of me. Do you want to know why? Why? I finally invested in the skinny confidential ice roller. I mean, it's about time. (laughs) I've been telling you, you need it. I know Riley has had it since honestly, I feel like fairly after they launched it, you got it. It's amazing. Wait, have you used it? Um, I, yes. So it's not technically in my cart. It's already out of my cart, but I'm a firm believer. I, I borrow it every time I'm at Riley's or with Riley and it shits all over my Amazon one. And <laughs> I'm just like, I try to, I've been trying to convince myself that my Amazon one did just sign. It was like squeaking every time I <laughs> did it. And I was like, you know what, if I'm struggling and need to have like something exciting in my morning routine while I make my greens. I'm like, I'm going to get it. And I got it. I've used it for the last probably, I don't know, four to five days. And 
game changer. It is truly the best of the best. I feel like it's worth the money and it's just, it makes you feel excited to get up and ice roll your face. Do you do it it every morning? I do it every morning. And actually the episode that you asked me about my morning routine, I was thinking about what I said. I'm like, I forgot to say that I do my ice roller, but it really wakes me up and it's very like heavy duty and it just gets the job done. Um, and it's also aesthetic and pink and so cute. So that's like Mm the half the battle there. Yeah. Do you have the oil that she recommends getting as well? I don't. It's called like the ice queen oil. Um, I feel like there's so many times that I've almost gotten it, but I just, I don't need another oil. Like I I don't need it, but I want it. So if you get it and you love it, I feel like that'll convince me to get it. I may, because I'm also inclined to maybe get the, the pink balls. I know it sounds so weird if you're listening, like what the heck it's basically like what would you describe it? Kind of just like a lymphatic contouring. It's like sculpting balls that roll on your face. So I'm like, okay, let me just get the ice roller. Cause I know so many people who love and swear by it. But the reason I was interested in the oil as well is has yours. I read on the box when I opened it, it was like, if, um, your machine or whatever they call it, your roller ever starts <laughs> squeaking, um, to put some of her oil on it to stop the squeaking. I wanted to know, since you've had it for a few years, have you ever had it kind of like malfunction at all? Mine squeaks a little, but I don't mind it and it works just fine. Like, I don't feel like I'm sure any oil, like any oil in your skincare routine would work. But she said to just like put it on the hinges of where it rolls and it'll be perfectly new. Well, you let me know if you try it because you know, I'm convinced to get anything. I know. I feel like you would love the oil, but at the same time, I feel like, like you said, if you have any sort of oil, it will work. So I'm fully sold. If you guys are on the fence for investing in it, I actually got it off Amazon. She's now on Amazon, which is cool. Perfect. Um, so yeah, you're going to have to get it. It's really helping my morning routine, but that's really it. Um, I'm trying since like I was just saying, we're traveling a lot and it's Ryan's birthday. I'm trying to not add things to my cart as hard as that is. So that's really it already submitted out of the cart, but what's in your cart? (laughs) (laughs) I, um, nothing really same thing as you. I did just get a new lip combo at Sephora and I'm wearing it right now. It's like a dark pink. If you like rosy pink colors, I feel like this would be good for you. It's the makeup by Mario matte. Okay. Um, lipstick. And then I went over it with the Tarte Juicy Lip Plump in shade Rose. I'm really oh, supporting my Rose. best friend with, yes. that, with that shade name. It looks amazing on you and it matches your outfit. Oh my gosh, I know. It matches my outfit and my nails match my outfit. Am I okay? Like, You're Barbie. I've got to chill. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I do like, it's like more of a dark pink, Um, but I like it. We'll okay. Like it. So I put on my lawless before we started filming question, where does it rank? Is it different, better? Like the tart one, the juicy lip. Yeah. Yeah. So the main difference for me with juicy lip and lawless is that the juicy lip is a lot. Um, it's not as thick as the lawless gloss, Okay. but they both have the plumping and I feel like juicy lip isn't as pigmented. Mm-hmm. Even though Lawless is like more so clear too. So it really just depends on what you're, the look you're going for. I would going say they for. rank the same. I love both of them. Truly. Just different, different times to use them. Yeah, exactly. 
So is the tart nice and like soft and hydrating? It's not sticky like Lawless? It's not. No, it's not as sticky. That's good to know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'll add that. I, especially if it's named after me, I've got to get it. Uh, yeah. Shade Rose for my bestie. <laughs> easy, easy enough. <laughs> well, I think we should go ahead and get into this episode. It's going to be really fun. Um, yes. We are just talking about how we transitioned from basically college life to the real world and our first jobs and just, I don't know, adulting, which is kind of like a cringe word, adulting. I know. But it's kind of what this is about. Yes, absolutely. And we by no means have figured it out. I feel like we'll just kind of go over what we've learned so far and we are mm-hmm. for sure still learning. But where should we start, Rose? Okay, I will say this, exactly what Riley said, we're still figuring it out. But I think for me, the most overwhelming part of adulting was like, for a lot of times you're living on your own for the very first time and living on your own and the bills and payment and rent are all on you. Like, you know, in college, you're kind of going through that, but you have your friends, you have your family's help and you're just in college, you don't have your job. So (laughs) I feel like just learning how to survive the day to day was rough. So maybe just giving advice of like how to, I don't like, it's, it's overwhelming even talking about it, but like bills and like how to schedule your doctor's appointments and stay on top of when to pay rent and your money and the groceries, like all that kind of stuff. Do you have any sort of tips or things that kind of helped you? Cause I know for both of us, it was really overwhelming kind mm-hmm. of it all landing on us and us also trying to stay afloat with our jobs and our personal lives and relationships. It's like a lot all at once. It kind of smacks you in the face. For sure. Especially if you're going into your first real world job, it's like, Oh my God, I have to go to work every day. Like I don't get a summer off like in school. I feel like that was something that I was like, okay, this is forever. Yeah. So kind of going back to a previous episode about being type A and using your planner, I feel like planners help Mm -hmm. you stay on track of everything and remember things that you have to do. No, I agree. I feel like finding a way to just write down what you have to do. Like even as complicated as doing, um, like calling, I feel like I was so overwhelmed with just calling and scheduling my own appointments because normally like your parents handle that for you. So I would just say, it's not that scary. Just kind of calling yourself out. Like this is my first time doing this. Or when you show up to the doctors and they're like insurance, this, that, and the other, and you're like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't even know what any of this means. I found it helpful for me to just be like every, they probably deal with so many different people every day. Just call, schedule the appointment. You'll feel so much better than like not, I I don't know how to word it, but like not putting it on your to-do list. Like you just keep, it's like so easy to do, but you just kind of keep putting it on the back burner. So just going and doing it and you'll gain more confidence as silly as that sounds like going and doing the car appointments and the dentists and all those different things. Um, and like Riley said, putting them in whatever kind of planner works for you and scheduling it to work around work and all that kind of stuff. Um, that I feel like helped me a lot, but did you, did your thought come back to you? It feels like it did. (laughs) Yeah, it did. I was going (laughs) to say you mentioned rent and like paying bills and 
automatic payments are a lifesaver. Like the worst thing ever is forgetting to pay a bill or you never want to miss your rent. So even just setting up automatic payments will be such a lifesaver for you down the road. And it's just one less thing that you have to you know, worry about doing. But I loved what you said about calling yourself out and like I feel like sometimes people can be so rude and so Mm -hmm. just expecting you to know how to do everything and saying like, I'm sorry, this is my first time or just kind of explaining yourself really opens up people. And I feel like people are nicer when you're just a little more like personal with them. I don't know why everyone has to be in such a bad mood all the time. (laughs) I know. I'm like, what the heck? Um, you, you said a really good point about automatic payments. I have a funny story. When I first started paying my own bills, I just had this like lack of trust with automatic payments. I was like, they're going to charge <laughs> me funny. too much. Like I need to see what my electric bill is. Cause you know how sometimes your electric bill, like it, it fluctuates, fluctuates. and I like didn't trust LG and I was like, I need to see it every month before I pay it <laughs> and just, just trust them. If there's a problem and you already paid your bill and it was happened to be like hundreds of dollars too much, they'll figure it out. But yes, automatic payments are amazing. I actually have a sticky note on the top left of my computer and it's just like all the bills that I have to pay every month. And I just make sure that, um, like for my student loans to my car payment, my life or my health insurance, like It just keeps growing. The longer you're out of college, the more bills that keep coming. Um, So I just sometimes like to make sure I have thought of all of them because, for example, now that we're in a home, like my trash is like every couple months. It's weird. I don't get charged every month. So maybe making a little sticky note um, where you see it every day on like your work computer or if you're more pen to paper, like a little sticky note. Um, But on the like subject of bills and all that kind of stuff. I feel like a very common thing that is not talked about enough is like the pressure of trying to balance. So like you're in college, you're basically free to go out every time you want to go out with your friends. And that like, if your schoolwork's done, or even if it's not done, like you can still go out and you're going to find a way to drink and afford it and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like for me, it was kind of a struggle. I'm like, I still want to live my life and have fun and be social, but I also need to find like balance where I should be staying home or I can't make that work this month because a lot of times, you know, when you're first out of college and your first job after the bills are paid, if you're living on your own for the first time, like you don't have this plethora of free spending. Did you feel like you kind of went through that? Yeah, for sure. And you're wanting to keep your same college lifestyle, but you also have a responsibility of going to work every day and paying your bills like we're talking about. So I would say work-life balance is so important. Like you don't want to just work and not have any fun, but just finding a healthy balance of, you know, going out a couple of days, staying in a couple of days, or if your friends want to go out to dinner, maybe staying in and cooking dinner one night to save money. So just finding Mm -hmm. that balance for sure is very important. Yeah. And getting, getting into like, um, like a sort of fun routine where, I mean, obviously say yes to life certain times and grab a happy hour after, uh, work sometimes with your coworkers. But if you know, like Saturday's your night that you can go out, then, you know, if someone invites you out Friday and you already did something Wednesday and you also have plans Saturday, like you may have to say no that Friday, or maybe your friends can relate to you and you just say, Hey guys, like I'm struggling financially or I'm trying to eat healthy and have balance. Like, do you guys want to come over and we can all cook together? Like Riley said, like finding new ways to 
still have fun. Like there's going to be trial and error. I feel like giving yourself grace during this period, because it, a lot of it for me was trial and error and just kind of like figuring out what worked. Cause it's a lot all at once. And it's a lot. It's still a lot. And we're 27 years old and we're still figuring it out. So I feel like a lot of times there's just this such high standard that everyone holds you to the second you get out of college. And we're just here to tell you like, it's okay to fail and be overwhelmed. And hopefully we can give you a few tips and tricks that can help you that helped us. But I feel like ultimately letting go of the pressure of feeling like it has to be like perfect right at once. You know, sometimes you're going to mess up or go down a spiral of maybe the not best spending habits until you have to be like, okay, this is not good. This is not sustainable. Um, but I feel like, you know, something that I just thought of going off of that is, um, like kind of relating back to a couple episodes ago when we were talking about like getting into a routine of how you're going to, how, and when you're going to clean your house. Um, I feel like it's easy for that to spiral when you're just kind of like overwhelmed by the change of life. So maybe Sunday's like your reset day. And that's the day you kind of reflect on how the last week went and you clean. And maybe that's when you can plan out your groceries. I feel like getting groceries and figuring out how much to buy, depending if you live with someone right now, or you have a significant other, you live by yourself. I feel like it was so hard figuring out groceries and how much to buy and what you need and what goes bad. Isn't that hard? It's so hard. And I feel like you just have to, it's trial and error. Like, and also I plan or I try to plan my meals. So I get Mm -hmm. like exactly what I need at the store. I don't just go in without a list or without a plan. And I feel like that helps also to not waste food or like buy too much or not buy enough. Mm -hmm. Um, But going back to what you were saying about giving yourself grace and, you know, everything doesn't have to be perfect right away. I feel like social media makes it so easy for us to compare our lives to other people. And especially during a time, like a transition phase, when you're just trying to figure out life, um, what's the saying? Like comparison is the thief of joy. Truly. I feel like not comparing yourself to other people and like the stage that they're at in life compared to where you're at in life that, Mm -hmm. you know, is something that I feel like we're all working on, but we shouldn't be comparing because everyone's different. We're all on different journeys and doing different stuff, but Yeah. I wanted to mention that. No, I love that. And also going off of that is you have no clue what's going on once they stop filming, uh, or posting something to their social media. Even if you happen to like watch Riley and I's stories and think we have it all figured out, we don't. Um, and we try to be real and authentic, especially here on the pod. Like this is as real as it gets, but you, there's still parts of our lives that like are going to be private and we're not running to social media when we're like, crying or upset or going through hard adult days. But I think a lot of times when you realize everybody is human and it's not all perfect. And even if it may look like they have all the new things and they get to go out and they have this beautiful house and they're, they're thin and they're traveling, like they're doing everything you want. And you're like, how in the world, like, are we the same age? And this is their life. And this is my life. One, don't compare. And two, you have no idea. Like, they may have all these things. This is all hypothetical, but they may have all these things and not actually be happy, but you're truly happy and you just don't have all these things. So just staying in your lane as hard as that is, like there's so much pressure with social media, but the good thing as well with social media, if you're 
you know, living on your own for the first time, you can simply go on TikTok and get so much inspo for how to be organized or healthy recipes. And like, I feel like there's so like, I I swear TikTok is like a new, this is going to probably get hate, but like, I swear it's like a Google. Yeah. You can type anything into the search bar and it will come up from a makeup tutorial to making banana bread to house organization. Wait, this is so weird, but I love watching the videos of people organizing like their fridge or oh, their drawers yes. before bed and they keep the sound on and it's like everything clicks into place and it, it like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm obs- Kate thinks I'm so weird for it, but watching it before bed, it like soothes me. Calms I'm obsessed. You. I, one of my goals one day is to pay someone to come do my house like Really? Oh. You're so organized. What would they even do? <laughs> well, I feel like I don't always think of the best systems, if that makes sense. Like I get overwhelmed with like, how do they know what containers to buy? I feel like that's where I, I'm good at keeping it organized once it's organized. But even my neighbor came over and she helped me figure out the best way to organize like with the space I had and like where and what kind of clear acrylic bins to get. So I just want someone to come do it and then I'll keep yeah. it. I promise I'll keep it that way. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I just get overwhelmed and I feel like I'm like, oh, that was so smart. They got this egg holder and they got this <laughs> beverage like thing that have you seen those ones where it yes. slides forward? I'm like, what is this? I need this. It's always so aesthetic and acrylic. Like yes. I love, but yeah, you're right. Looking up anything on TikTok is so easy. It's wild. But I also wanted to say if you are going into your first real world job, the importance of having friends in the workplace and having people to lean on and it just makes work so much better and you can vent to your work friends. And some of my very, very best friends are from my first job. We all met at that job. I didn't know them before then. And now we're all like, I talk to them every single day. So I would say getting out of your comfort zone and making friends at your job is going to make your life so much more fun too. You can go out after work and you can Mm -hmm. hang out during work. You have work friends too. Yeah. Yeah. My situation's a little bit different. I didn't really make great friends at my first job and I can relate in the sense that I didn't have people that I could kind of go to. And like, obviously you can go to your friends from college or high school or your boyfriend or whatever the case may be. And that's all great, but they don't know the ins and outs of like why you may be frustrated or how to work through. I don't know. There's just like Riley said, a different connection that can be really helpful for you. Um, and they may not be like, I think breaking down the barrier of thinking like you have to find your absolute best friend. Like they may not be people you would necessarily choose to make friends with outside of work, but like you spend, I was talking, I forget who I was talking to this about, but like, think about how much time you spend with your, your work, uh, what are work partners? What are they called? Coworkers. (laughs) Work partners. Your work wife. That's another saying. It's like eight hours a day. Yeah. So you think about that. Like you're better off just, even if they're not your, have the exact same beliefs as you and they're, you know, maybe as close as Riley and I are to one another you're going to have so much more enjoyable time at work that you're there anyway. You might as well have fun with those people. Um, I'm sure you'll find people that you bond with more than others in the office or even virtually like Riley now works virtually and she still has friends. I work virtually too. I have friends. It's just really motivating and helpful and like a nice release to have someone you can 
just bounce ideas off of, or just kind of like decompress. Don't you think? I feel like, yes, it is so important to have work friends. I did want to touch on that. And also like, you never know where a connection will take you. Like, even if you aren't at that job forever and this person somehow can get you a job somewhere else or just be a connection down the road, I feel like making connections I've learned is such an amazing resource just for life in general, whether it's a work connection or just a friend or Mm -hmm. I don't know anything at all, really. Yes. And you know, maybe you're not going to be at this job forever, but like Riley said, you never know where it's going to lead you and always keeping the door open because you never know how it could circle back to, you know, they could come back into your life or open up another door opportunity for you. Um, but I agree as well. And sometimes it may be the last thing you want to do is go out to a happy hour or work social. But those are the times that I feel like you'll never regret going to because it will just help you kind of take down the barrier of it all being work. And there's like a little fun and play behind it. And that can even advance your relationship. If you're a little more shy, then definitely go to those social events to kind of break down your, your wall to them. Yeah. You definitely learned some crazy things about your coworkers too. (laughs) It's crazy. Like, you know, someone in the workplace and then you get out of the workplace. So it's like, they're a whole different person. It's kind of funny. It is. Yeah. What else about getting into the real world? Like what else kind of shocked you? (laughs) I honestly think the biggest thing for me was just trying to have some sort of balance in my life. I feel like Mm -hmm. for so long I was just felt like I was swimming just to keep my head above water because I think the last thing I'd want to kind of touch on before we wrap up is just that you're not alone in this season and to ask for help or to just have safe people that you can vent to or just kind of work through or like maybe you can pray about it or journal about it or whatever the case may be. Ask friends that are going through, even if they have different jobs and you live out and around or out in different states. Like I feel like right when we all first went into the real world, we'd call or connect with each other and kind of learn ways that our friends were like winning in the adult world. And we would take Mm -hmm. those tips and tricks and use them. And maybe they worked for us and maybe they didn't, but I kind of just, I wish I could just hug everyone that's struggling in that season. Cause it was such a hard season for me. Um, it's just so much change and you just Mm -hmm. feel overwhelmed and kind of even though you have so many friends, if you do, like I had so many friends and family around me, but I was just, I felt so isolated. I was like, how am I going to do this forever? Like, I don't want to, I want to go back to college. Like this is not fun. Um, but I swear it gets better. Like it, it really gets better as you just kind of fail and just like accept that failing is okay. Yeah. And then once you finally get in your routine, you start thriving and everything's okay. And it's like, okay, I can do this. So I hope we gave some good tips and tricks. Yeah. I, um, what you just said reminded me of one thing. I feel like we both love, have found ways to love Monday through Friday as well as the weekend. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like at the beginning I was like, just get me to Friday, just get me to Friday. But I feel like I talk about this on every episode, but <laughs> finding ways to like romanticize your life and look forward to doing things like, um, I feel like maybe we can touch on this. I feel like we both struggled finding like a workout routine and like when to work Mm -hmm. with having to get up early. So just maybe finding a way to do your favorite workout routine after work one day, that's such a good decompression to like close off the work day. Don't think about it. Don't check your emails after 5 PM. Like it will be there in the morning, go to your workout class, make a nice dinner, turn your phone on, do not disturb and like enjoy 
find ways to enjoy your evenings to create balance or you will just drive yourself crazy before you are at like your breaking point. That is amazing advice. I agree with you. Just finding something throughout the week to that you're excited about, whether it's a new show or cooking a new meal or doing a workout class. I feel like working out after, I would love to be the type of person that wakes up at 4am and works out and gets ready and goes to work. But I just, I can't as much as I want to, I need that extra couple hours of sleep in the morning, but working out after work is actually so great for mental clarity and just like pushing it out and just, I don't know. It makes me feel good. Mind Mm -hmm. and body. Yes, I totally agree. Yeah, I I feel like you'll do trial and errors. I did. Yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna be a morning workout queen. Right. This is amazing. And then I'm like dead to the world at 5 p.m. Yeah. Um, so tired. So you'll maybe you are a 4 a.m. girly, and we applaud you. We're envious because that's yes. not us. But like, if that's not you, that's okay. Like, get some sleep, ice roll in the morning, workout after. Um, Okay. So I feel like that was some pretty good advice. I feel like we were talking through our own kind of stuff too. (laughs) I know. It really brought me back to that time. I know. And we had each other, which I feel like was the best part. Just leaning on your friends is so important guys. But speaking of leaning on your friends and looking for advice, let's get into girls room. This is our segment where we take your submissions. It can be advice. It can be situations. It can be something you want us to talk about. Um, and we will talk about it on the podcast and we will keep it anonymous, of course. So yes, the first submission is how do you handle fights and bickering with your husbands? <laughs> Oof, <laughs> kind of funny. Okay. Good one. <laughs> um, um, what would you hmm. say? I will say one thing that, well, there's many things, but one of my favorite parts about Ryan is that he is so good at communicating. So I feel like I'm lucky in that aspect because I think it all does come down to communication. Wouldn't you say? Uh Uh-huh. A hundred percent. So I think, and again, I, I feel like this whole episode we've been saying we're not perfect. I am not perfect. I am the type of person that like shuts down before I like can open up about my feelings and I'm trying to get better about it. I've definitely come a long way in six and a half, seven years, but, um, I think just talking it through. And if you do need a minute to like process it or like internally figure it out before you lash out and say things that you shouldn't, that, you know, aren't going to serve your relationship. And you're just kind of maybe saying it out of spite or out of ego, like, take that time, but just communicating it through and going into the fight, like going into the fight, going into the (laughs) discussion about it with a goal. Like don't, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. I'm basically, I think I, as I've matured in a relationship, I realized you have to go into the fight to want to resolve it, not to just be right. Yeah. That's such good advice. Yes. A hundred percent. What about you? I agree with you that communication is everything. As much as we want our husbands to read our minds, they can't read our minds. So just getting your feelings out there, if something upsets you and also seeing it from their perspective as well. Like what you were just saying, as much as you want to be right, I feel like taking the time to think about how they feel if you were in their shoes, it just is better all around for everyone. So Mm -hmm. you just have to kind of learn to get through it. And you will because your life partners and you're mm-hmm. on each other's team. 
um, yeah, communication and listening and all those things. It's so funny that we were at the beginning of the episode, we're like, we love marriage. And now we're like, okay, here's how you get through the fight. <laughs> okay. But thinking about marriage though, something that really helped me is because I feel like, like I said, I used to kind of like shut down and not handle like communicating right away. Like Riley said, if something's bothering you, and hurt your feelings, it's better to just address it than hold on to it. And then you start to, you start to bicker because you have, I mean, I feel like little mindless bickering is inevitable in like a marriage. Like I try to, we try to limit it, but we're not perfect. But I feel like a lot of times the bickering comes when someone's holding in something that they should have just communicated with. Mm -hmm. But the last tip I'll give, um, is, if I'm wanting to like say something that just has no purpose and is holding like Brian to reading my mind or like a standard that's just not feasible. I'm like, try to think like, I need to be more selfless. Like I am his wife. I'm like supposed to be like, I don't know. I kind of try and look at myself in the mirror and take the unrealistic pressures off of him and be like, it's not worth saying that I need to be more selfless. And I need to like, think of us more as a team versus mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Does that kind of make sense? I'm yeah, probably giving 100%. horrible advice here. <laughs> no, I think that was great advice. And hopefully we helped you <laughs> if you're in a fight yes. with your husband. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just, uh, face that conversation head on and just come to an agreement. Yes. We're clearly okay. still figuring it out. Guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Submission number two. My boyfriend's sister is rude to me when her friends are around. When it's just us, she's super nice. For example, when her friends are around, she'll offer everyone a glass of wine except for me. Ask oh. me to take photo shoots of them and not invite me to be in any of the pictures and always finds a way to jab at me when I try to contribute to any conversations. When I'm with his family and her friends aren't there, she acts like I'm her best friend. I don't get it. That's so Dang. rude that she... Yeah, wow. <laughs> I feel like... Does she feel like you're competition or something? What are you, what's the vibe you're getting? Gross? I was going to say the initial vibe I got is like insecurity and mm -hmm. maybe she is deep down, maybe like a little intimidated by you or insecure in her own ways and is reflecting that onto you because maybe she's worried that you're going to like take her friends and like her friends are going to yeah. like you more than her. That's, that's the initial vibe I got. Is that what you got? Right. Yeah, because it's only happening when her friends are around. So you're right. I feel like she's insecure about, like, maybe she's very territorial about territorial about her friends. Like, she doesn't want mm -hmm. you in the friend group, maybe. I don't know if there's anything you can do. I know. And she said boyfriend, not husband, right? Yeah. I feel like if this progresses and you and your boyfriend take it to the next level... I would maybe bring it to his attention, but I feel like just because you're dating right now, just try and swallow, not that it's pride, but just try and deal with it now and maybe it'll get better. Um, but I definitely think it's a problem on her end, not your end. And yeah, you know, if you are going to be her sister officially one day, um, I think a conversation will have to be had at some point. Um, but maybe once you are engaged or married, she'll realize, okay, like it's not worth putting up this right. wall and fight anymore. Yeah. So hopefully it gets better. But if not, I would say in the meantime, be the bigger person as hard as that is, because that's not fair how she's treating you. Yeah. Um, but then if it 
if you guys take it to the next level, I would bring it up to your boyfriend first and see, cause he may have better advice on how to handle it. Cause he probably knows her a little bit more. Yeah. And the phrase kill him with kindness has never failed me. So maybe keep that in the back of your mind. Just be super <laughs> nice to her. And there's nothing that you're doing wrong. I was going to say, kindness. yeah, it always feels better to be the one being the bigger person. You can lay For your sure. head at the pillow or what's the saying? You can lay your head down at night and not what's that saying? <laughs> lay your head down and sleep at night <laughs> yeah. someone fill in the blanks you guys get what we're saying you're being the bigger person <laughs> okay last one we're losing it over here <laughs> can you guys do an episode on the disappointments that come along the way with wedding planning that no one talks about maybe mm. friends you thought would show up for you more but didn't or family disappointments or having the loss of people resurface again when planning I don't know if you experienced any of that but if so it would be nice because I don't feel like people talk about the disappointments that can come along with weddings and bachelorettes. Okay. I feel like that really is something that people don't talk about a lot. Like mm -hmm. being disappointed by people who maybe don't come to your wedding, who you thought were your best friends or even people not sending in their RSVPs right away. It's like after planning a wedding, I, if I can try to send mine right away because I know like the stress that comes along with that. Oh my gosh. But what would you say? I definitely think this could be an entire, I know people are asking us to talk about weddings and we will, we'll do like a whole series on it. I think this could be an entire episode. So I'm not going to like give my full in-depth reply, but I just want to validate whoever sent this in that it's so real. And it is sad that people don't talk about it as much because as much as it's such an exciting time, I find that you learn so much about your people during it. I felt like I really learned who was going to like show up for me and how I wanted to show up for other people when it's their time. Cause I feel like, like you said, even RSVPs, you don't think about it until you're doing your own wedding. And now I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm s I feel so bad for past people that I forgot. Or even if now I forget to reply to someone and they have to text me, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I feel like the worst. Mm -hmm. Um, you know what I mean? I agree with you. I feel like people's true colors really do come out when it comes to stepping up for your friend and spending a little extra money to go on the bachelorette or just being there for the bride. That's what you're there for as a bridesmaid. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people can make things like that so difficult and it makes you sad, but you always say this Rose, not everyone has your heart. And so mm -hmm. you kind of just have to trust someone when their true colors do come out and just don't expect, you know, I guess the same things that you would do for someone. Yes. Yes. Perfectly said. Good advice. Um, yeah. I'd just say when you're presented the opportunity, like be the person you'd want to be, want other people to be for you. Like don't change who you are. Um, and as hard as it is, like we said, we'll dive into this because there's so much to unpack here. Mm -hmm. There's so much, but my advice moving forward is that I'm sorry. It's real. We feel you. We both went through it, but to just focus on those who are showing up for you and the good parts about wedding planning and what you get to do. Like you're about to marry the love of your life and focus on that. Well, that is girls room. We hope that you guys got some great advice and that is the end of our happy hour. Thank you guys so much for listening in or watching tonight's drinks on us podcast. We so appreciate you watching and listening and would feel so happy if you share this with your friends, family, girlfriends, whoever you think would love the podcast. 
Yes. And you can find us at drinks on us pod on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. If you're watching this video on YouTube, hi, we love hanging out with you. Um, but thank you guys so much. And like Riley said, sharing it, um, posting, sending it five-star reviews, all that stuff means the world to us. Cause we're so new to this space, but I just want to end with cheers, a little cheers, a little toast. Um, whether you have a mocktail or cocktail in your hand, we are so thankful that you're a part of the drinks on us fam. Um, we hope this helps you guys just know that you're not alone in adulting and that it will get better. And I hope you guys have the best week and we will see you next week. Same time, same place. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Rye. Bye. Love you. Going to go make Love my vision you. board. <laughs> go, go, go. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.